0: and welcome back to another episode of the CrossFit Harrow podcast It is episode 75 and today we have Alps Alps thanks for joining us mate
1: thanks for having me
0: first question as always why what brought you to CrossFit Harrow
1: um so I got introduced to CrossFit Harrow from uh, another member um purely because we moved into the area okay and um was just looking for something to do previously that I I used to do like hit training in a park uh, so I wanted something that was similar to that. So yeah, that's, we, we got introduced, came to the yeah. first session, died. So
0: it's about, about what, three years now? Three years. Yeah, yeah three years. Yeah. Um, and you you moved from, were you up north? Kensal Green. Oh, right, no, okay, Kensal Green. fine.
1: Yeah, so from Kensal Green down to here.
0: Fine, okay. And that was your first experience at CrossFit? Yeah, definitely. yeah.
1: I, I, to be honest, I've heard of CrossFit when you're at kind of school and you're doing CrossFit, as in CrossFit games, but it's nothing like this. Yeah, yeah, As
0: in, yeah. As in like multifunctional road. fitness, yeah. just different yeah. games, different sorts of yeah. fitness tests, et cetera. Um, Okay, and uh, fitness always, has, has it always been a big part of your life? No. <laughs> Fair enough, As at least you know, we know we're open and honest yeah. in this.
1: So, um so, uh, growing up. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I uh, as a as a young child so probably probably before seven to eight prior to that i was quite a normal kind of healthy not overweight or anything and i don't know from about the age of eight just started piling on weight um and it was quite quite a lot quite actually a lot of weight up until i think when i went to university and i just that's when I started to kind of get involved in fitness. And so from
0: the age of eight to 17 probably, was yeah. where you gained gained a lot of weight? Quite
1: a lot. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I,
0: But I remember you talking to me about this.
1: It, it's weird, like when you're like the age of 16, but you wear bigger waist trousers than your dad is quite embarrassing. So for me, um, and the thing is, I didn't use to eat a lot or I, I was like everybody else, like ate similar food to other people but I just don't think I ever found a sport that I really liked or I enjoyed doing.
0: Okay, so w- were you involved in sport? So it might not have been like gym as such around age, but were you involved in sports? To
1: be honest, not really. Not no. really? I just, um, I no? no, not really, no. And, okay. I, and I think part
0: Is that yeah, part of the reason I as to why- What? Well, yeah,
1: because I, I was outgoing. I used to go out about, I wasn't like, stuck in front of a television or anything i didn't used to play computer games all day long but i just think i did, didn't get into sport or anything like that up until a later age
0: okay yeah some people like sports are a massive part of their life from the youth yeah some people don't find it till, like they're 30 40 you know
1: and i think like for me growing up i went to a school that was really um there was a big sports element to the school but it was always football or rugby um and there were like we did weightlifting now and then as part of a rotational program. Um, every term, you might do weightlifting as one of your classes or stuff. And but it didn't gymnastics
0: didn't cater for everyone.
1: No, not really. And the things that I enjoyed was like gymnastics and stuff, but we didn't do that. It wasn't like this. You know, you played football once a week. You played rugby once a week, but like you had to wait a whole term before you get to do
0: gymnastics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually quite even for me being at school. That was pretty, pretty similar. Yeah. Um, it kind of got. I mean, you'd be very fortunate if the uh, if your teacher had an interest in a particular sport. Let's say it was gymnastics, where they used. To, I can't remember what the uh, they used to call it. The apparatus is yeah. it the gymnastics apparatus? That used to climb and everything else. Then you'd be fortunate enough to use it more. But if you had which head of PE might have been football, rugby, whatever, you'd have probably played that a lot more.
1: And I think also, like, when you're a bit overweight at that age, you just shy away from doing things that you know you can do. Yeah, yeah. And um, you just shy away from doing it because you just feel everyone's watching you and stuff. So I think that's always been a part of me as well, even till now.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, We we talked about it previously about, um, I used to go to the gym, I never used any of the free weights because I was always quite embarrassed of people watching me. And also, you've just got people with like, you know, really built, lifting really heavy weights and they're you trying your first attempt on the lightest barbell.
0: Can be quite an intimidating environment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which is, which is mad because it, I think no matter what what someone's experience is in with fitness, it can always be intimidating that for the first few times that you go. Um, women well, the women I've you know spoke to on the podcast they have said pretty much similar things that they also find that quite an intimidating, intimidating um, transition Yeah. let's say um, so 8 to 17 you know experienced that that weight gain 17 at uni decided or well, go into yeah, or 17, 18 yeah decided that sport was now going to become it important was
1: sport day it was
0: just, just um, training gym wise training
1: eating cleaner um yeah, just really just sorting, sorting myself out as i would say so i'd start running i joined the gym um, what
0: uni um, did you go to need- uni brunel. brunel which
1: is a, it's which a is a, yeah yeah yeah, well. yeah, yeah, so, yeah yeah so that helped <laughs> um so from that perspective it was really good um just yeah and i just think you know i think there's as when you're at that environment and stuff there's lots of pressure and stuff to even just look good and look after yourself, and everybody's doing it, so I think it yeah. you just—it you just felt natural. Yeah, it could also
0: be you look at it as it being easier to do those things because everyone's in that same frame of mind. Yeah. Like, so it'd almost be odd if you didn't. Yeah.
1: Definitely.
0: Yeah, you'd kind of stand out because oh, you don't take part in the sport, regardless of anyone's ability. Yeah. But I would imagine that the sports teams would have a lot of different levels. You know, the first team, reserve, whatever sport it would be
1: i actually didn't join any of the sports teams Tees, it's, just, yeah. it's more about just no
0: yeah it's, but it's yeah. in general yeah, yeah. you someone would be almost like an outcast because yeah. they weren't involved in any exactly. part of the sports yeah. um and and uh, what what did you uh, study at uni <laughs> business information
1: systems
0: business information <laughs> systems at a sport university pretty much Well,
1: engineering university okay what what
0: made you choose what what made you choose that and then what made you choose that at Brunel?
1: so um I hate studying, I hated school, I hated university, there's studying elements of it. For me, I always knew that I wanted to go into consulting. Okay. I I don't know why. And I was like, I want to get a degree, I want to get into grad school, I know there's five brands I want to kind of work for, and what's the easiest path for me to get to that? And I was just like... uh,
0: Uni would be that.
1: Yeah, uni would be that. This is the degree that would get me into it um and it worked out but it's weird because i did my a levels and stuff in design in design yeah so
0: well i suppose that gave you kind of a bit of creative like that was a yeah. creative side so consulting in what 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 is it so cons-
1: i did um i started off working working with hp and ibm of okay. so they're doing um, tech consulting but i didn't used to do the technical side of things it's more when you're making big technical changes people and businesses have to adapt to that. So I worked on, how do you get them to adapt to that? So the people side of change type of activities. Which
0: stuff. is quite hard.
1: It's the hardest part of yeah. change. Like change. You, can put, you can put a system in, but if nobody uses it, it's failed, right? Yeah, yeah, so of
0: course, of course. Yeah. And then growing up, were you, were you brought up in a strict Asian household? What?
1: Um, not necessarily. No, no so food was... Food... Starting, was food um,
0: there was yeah. no pressure on education. Like, I mean, Edu- there would have been an element of it.
1: Educate, it was really easy for me. Uh, My brother did everything wrong, so it wasn't hard to get anything right, if you know what I mean. Fine, okay, yeah. Um, And he he does his own thing and he's doing really well out of it, but he wasn't academic at all. Um, I don't think I'm that particularly academic, I just know how to pass exams, if I'm fair. Um, I don't have any interest in... I like really researching and reading things and plugging knowledge into my head.
0: Retaining that information.
1: And that's all, but I, I, I can do that really well so I can pass the exam really well. Whether I would use that and apply that, probably not. Um, so, in, as a household, no, um, it wasn't really strict. There's um, as an Asian household, like... Um,
0: there's always going to be an element of pressure, right, on education? I suppose a
1: little bit, yeah. Like, there's all... I think if it's not from your own household, it's from extended uh-huh. family, yeah, yeah. how their kids are doing so well, etc. cetera. But, um, you know, I went to state schools I I didn't. I went to a good university, but not the top ten, and it worked out for me. So.
0: Yeah. So you got that degree. Yeah. At uni, and then what was you worked went with with IBM for a little
1: while. that no, so While I was at uni, I took a year out and worked with IBM. Okay. And then um, I got uh, put onto the. I, I applied for HP being a direct competitor, and I got into their grad scheme and. Um, it was the first time they reopened their grad scheme after like five years. They had some issues, oh, right. so they reopened it. So there was only like twenty of us that got through, and um, oh my God, it was the best two years of my life. It's really, like being up being a, a fresher at uni, but with loads of money, a company car, and a credit card. So what and, we, and literally living out of a suitcase, going is that from what, project to project. So that is what that what
0: it involved? involved. Yeah. So would you go around all of London, like the UK, or would you go abroad?
1: It, it was a niche, every, yeah.
0: Everywhere. Yeah. Do you remember kind of like the job role as such as in what you would do day to day?
1: No, but you do, you do, but it, it changes. Yeah, every, each yeah. project's different. When you go in as a consultant, your role isn't the same on every single project. So you quickly adapt and learn.
0: So, so you'd get a company say, we've got an issue with X. Yeah. Um, what can we do so that we can complete Y and Z?
1: And then the company then goes and bids for it. There's like 10 other companies that bid for it. And then if yours gets selected, you put a project team together. Your project team could be from different parts of your company and they come together and they get deployed onto the project. Now, it'd be great if it's close to home. If it's not, you're all in hotels and you're working onsite for five, four to five days a week. And, and that and could be
0: for months or years. Yeah.
1: So one of my projects lasted a year. <laughs>
0: wow and you were traveling
1: i traveled daily but it was quite far but i chose to travel daily but it was in the middle of a field working in a port cabin right because it was a government site so it was just like
0: yeah a government site in the middle of a field in a port cabin i I don't know i don't know whether i should ask what you were trying to organize
1: (laughs) it wasn't it wasn't nothing secret or anything
0: um so you continued with that
1: I did it for two and a half years, but I got tired of um, living, so as much as it's shiny and great on the outside when somebody looks at it, and yeah, you've got all of that energy when you first finish university yourself, but you soon realise how much it drains you. Regardless
0: of how much money they pay you. Yeah,
1: so after two years, I just like, I I didn't get to see my family, You don't get to see friends, the only, the only thing that then becomes a driver is money, and it wasn't my driver. So then I decided to look for something else. So yeah, I moved on. I went for an in-house role after, so working for Visa for, I did that for a good six and a half years.
0: Wow, that, that's a long time to be within a yeah, company. And I,
1: and that was amazing, because back then I was still, I moved, to was living with mum and dad still. So it was like a, uh, a 30 minute walk down the Grand Union Canal okay. to work in Halington, and honestly the best decision i made hands down well, going I, I, to
0: work for visa
1: yeah i mean as a company it was great but also i felt like i grew up as a person in that company reached, found out roughly what i wanted to do in my career and then yeah so i thought it was a really really good, good yeah because
0: six years is a long time to to be in in a company and st- like even you know, I, I don't know what the average, I think, is it like two, three years that people stay? I,
1: I think like probably is it less? about 10 years ago, it was probably about six to seven years was average. And
0: now it's less.
1: Now it's less. Yeah, it has I to mean, be less. literally, um, it's all about how do you retain your talent? It's constantly about how do you retain them because there's yeah. someone knocking on your door, that's gonna take them if you don't look after them. But also
0: doing the same job, trying to find for you personally, what challenges you within that job. So if you're cont- if you're taking on the same projects all the time, or similar projects. I know that each project is different, but it can be like you know you wanting more from that company. Yeah.
1: And with Visa was good because I started off in a role, then I moved into another role, and I had opportunities to do that. But then yeah, that came to an end. That point, in time,
0: did you decide that you wanted to?
1: So the company was um, long story short. I don't I don't want to go into the technicalities, but Visa didn't used to be a part of the global Visa business when I joined. Then they sold it back to the global Visa business. Right. From Europe so we did a big restructuring and he had the opportunity to either take voluntary redundancy or um,
0: sign new it? contracts or, and
1: or, 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 or apply for another role internally I decided that
0: you've done your time
1: I've done my time the team amazing team I worked with we we're all moving on to different things So I decided to set up my own kind of limited company and start being an independent consultant and um and that was
0: that was like the trigger point for
1: you right it was different it was crazy like i was just like oh shit like i have to actually start looking for work you know from one project to another project i have to know how to like balance my books and what rates i charge all this kind of stuff that like it'd already been done for pretty much yeah. yeah you don't do any of that so um it was scary the first contract and stuff like but you, you start to get used to it. You start to become more comfortable. And actually, um, again, uh, an amazing, um, I did that for about six years. It was amazing, like being my own boss. Um, just just before I, I, I left Visa, I met Asha. Sorry, I met Asha quite long before that. We got married um, just before I left Visa. Then I you know, moved, uh, then we kind of um, started to, uh, we got married. Um, and then we started to explore kind of travel and things like that. So yeah, that's con- one of the things I want to talk Contracting or consulting allowed us to do that because I basically chose when I wanted to work. I got to pick the projects I worked on. I didn't have to pick the project in Bristol or in Scotland. I could pick it all in London because it's my choice. Yeah.
0: And then and could, could you do your things over, online too, was it? Or yeah. were you completely set to be like, well, it's a fixed location. If I'm choosing London, I've got to be there. Or could you do it online?
1: As in, I think when I first started, um, so working from home has always been a part of, since I've been working, we worked from home. So I've never had this issue where there was this five days a week in the office, because consulting, you generally do that, you're in different locations. the types of contracts or projects I picked up, usually you decide where you need to work. Okay. But most of the time you get the best out of being in the office because I, for me to deliver my work, I have to be with the customer. Yeah. So Yeah. from that perspective.
0: Uh, and you touched on it a little bit, but how did you find that transition from going to um, employed, everything kind of looked, at, as long as you're performing within your job, everything's looked after to then, right, I'm starting a limit company. I've got a tender for the work. I've got to do X, Y, and Z, like, because it can, it's quite, for me, well, for, in my experience, it's been, it was quite, I knew that it was a jumper I wanted to make, but it's quite scary at times. Do
1: you know what was?
0: It exciting was so,
1: It was so scary, but so exciting. And what the easiest thing was about it was, it wasn't that hard to look for work and projects because um, through my time, at because I'm quite a sociable person, I kept a contact and networks with lots yeah. of different people. So when they know that you've moved into that space, you automatically word of mouth goes around. Yeah. And before you know it, you're just on a project with someone you used to work with.
0: And generally, people want to help. They they want yeah. to give you an opportunity, or you know, they want to work with you, and it's on different terms. You know.
1: It is, but um, as a consultant, you're only as good as your last project. Yeah. So you know, you still have to be on your A game, continually delivering, because at the end of the day your work is what speaks for it's your reference isn't that it is yeah. your reference because you don't there is nothing else it's you and your work that's it
0: yeah so with with when when working on your own um did you sub what did you put a small team together were you using or was no, it just you it's
1: just me but you end up on projects so imagine it's the same thing as working as say when i was at hp but the only difference is is business businesses decided not to get a full-on consultancy or someone to come and do it they're doing it themselves but they need specialist resources to come in fine and that's where we kick in okay got you so you tend to start to realize that you move with the same people from projects to projects because once that project finishes somebody else might get onto another project and they'll, and they'll bring like, hey i know these people we need these skills so we'll bring them on board so so it's a interesting yeah thing. yeah
0: everyone would look after each other in that yeah. in that sense yeah. um you mentioned Travelling, um, you said after, after you guys got married, so had we, you travelled before?
1: Yeah, I did travel before. Um, like I travelled a lot before. Uh, a lot of them were lads holidays, <laughs> but, but um, did a lot of travelling before that. I did like um, Kenya, began, uh, Tanzania, um, I, I climbed Kilimanjaro, oh, wow. did loads of like different things. So that's another thing, as a fat kid, I probably wouldn't have been able to climb <laughs> Kilimanjaro. What, what made you do that? Um, just a few of our friends decided that we wanted to do it. We did raise some money for charity, so just thought something... And and, and how did you
0: physically deal with that? Like, did you find that really, really hard? So how, how how tall is it? Do you know? Do you remember?
1: Uh, it's 5,000... I should know it. It's 5,200-something metres above. Okay. Well, I mean... It's I I the highest know. point in Africa. Okay. Um. Uh, so... Four of us did it and um we all did training you can't really train for um altitude because um
0: until you're in it you don't he, know yeah you're how you gonna respond
1: i took up hot yoga really weird like, well no
0: it makes sense uh, it
1: does but it's a really out of my comfort zone like it was weird like normally you your leotard like, and everything it, pretty much <laughs> <laughs> but so i took that up and um because apparently it's the same feeling of your lungs being under pressure up against them so when you're in the heat it's a similar sort of feeling i don't know if it was the hot yoga or not but two of us only made it to the top and it was me and one of the others the other two had to come back down oh, up, uh, really? when they got to the second highest point of the mountain
0: and had the other person done hot yoga too no.
1: So I don't know if it, no, he didn't, he didn't do it, but he was hallucinating at the top. So I wasn't hallucinating. So, <laughs> so it's was definitely not yoga. <laughs> so yeah, so we did that. But after, after when Ash and I got married, we did, we decided, so we had a choice. We could move, we could do the traditional thing where you quickly buy a house, do it up, move in, set life up and start a family, all that kind of stuff. But well, we decided to sacrifice our independent slum walk and stayed with my mum and dad in their house and traveled for five years. Wow. Um, we had suitcases packed. They're always there. There always had stuff in there. And we just find out if, some, if we're doing anything on the weekend. And I remember we used to go into Skyscanner and do London to anywhere or everywhere, I think. Anywhere, wherever, yeah. whichever it comes up. and.
0: Just press search?
1: Press search, and then whatever comes up as the cheapest flight, but, but yeah, also, reasonable, yeah. also reasonable timing, so we can make the most out of it. We booked it, and we flew out, we just parked the car at the airport and go. And we did loads of stuff around Europe or short haul trips like Just so like Friday so to, to Sunday? Yeah, or yeah. even take a day off for work and stuff. And then we did, always did, about two or three um, sh- mid-haul trips a year, and then around September, October time, we always did one big um, holiday, like three or four destinations, where we go out to the Far East or South America or something like that. So it, it's just, it, it's an, I mean, if, if, if I could give advice to anybody, it would be like, if you can do it, do it. It's amazing, like the experience we had. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, so.
0: And, and what would you say is your, um, what was your favorite, or what is your favorite place?
1: Um. I'd probably say um, Myanmar, Burma.
0: No idea where that is.
1: So Burma, it's just on top of, um, just near Thailand, India, okay. Bangladesh, but it's, it as a country, it didn't allow tourists in for a long time. So, um, and when we went, it was like the second or third year they were like allowing tourists in because they had like political unrest and stuff in the country, but it, Ten out of ten, hands down. Like yeah. from culture to food, it's so untouched. You know that point of where before it becomes the next like Cambodia or Vietnam or something. It it was
0: it's very authentic,
1: just so authentic and so friendly.
0: How long were you there for?
1: We went for two and a bit weeks. We literally went. Was from that the plan back. to stay there to yeah. okay. We went from the top to the bottom and just did loads of things in between. Like it was an, so, so, you,
0: so, how did you come across it? You just p- 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 looked at places on the map and thought, yeah, we'll try so that.
1: I have a bucket list in my life. Okay. And one of my bucket list items was to do a hot air balloon ride over, I think there's a thousand, there's like 5,000. I don't know how many temples there are, but, um, it, and, and that's done in um, Myanmar. Oh, so fine. I always telling Ash that I really want to go, I really want to go, I really want to go. Um, when we'd done our honeymoon the plan was to go at that time but it was rainy season so the hot air balloons wouldn't have worked and we'd only been able to do a couple of days so we postponed it and then about four years later we decided to do it and it was just
0: so you took a hot air balloon
1: yeah so we did we did the two weeks there but we did one of the highlights was the hot air balloon yeah
0: wow what is that? What does it feel like? That like it must be unreal. I, I've never done
1: bit, one You wake up like it's it's crazy because you wake up in the morning, it's pitch black, and um you get some coffee. I remember getting into this basket, and then does it literally what, feel like a basket? It does feel like a basket. It feels like you know when you're going on a picnic, <laughs> yeah. <and> You take <laughs> a picnic, and you're the sandwich in the yeah. basket. So that's what it feels like. um but then literally there's that bit where the balloon goes up but the sun hasn't started hasn't started to rise and then you see that little bit of glow coming up and then you start to slowly 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 see the sun coming up and then all of a sudden you see all these tips of gold appearing because all the temples the pagodas are gold at the top most of them and all of a sudden you just like wow it's it's phenomenal amazing Amazing. what
0: what did you uh, fear most the going up part or the coming down
1: No. well so I have (laughs) so here's here's another so I don't mind I I love heights over land right but I've got a fear of heights over water (laughs) okay you're more likely to survive if you land in water right yeah yeah yeah. I think it's a fear of not knowing what's inside okay so I didn't I was fine with both Oh really yeah i mean going up and going down
0: because i could imagine that first kind of initial the initial part where like the hot air balloons coming off the ground is a bit whoa and then it's not
1: because it's, it's it's a massive basket yeah, right yeah so it doesn't feel like
0: yeah i would imagine it'd be quite um
1: quite i think big. The, the coming down's a bit weird because the, the balloons coming down quite fast but you've got these guys that catch a rope and oh right and also there was a couple of balloons before us and we saw them landing and it wasn't that and bad. It,
0: yeah, so, easing, it settled the nerves. Yeah. Um, what, what other bits and pieces did you, did you get through um, traveling? Have you been like, uh, have you jumped out of a plane? Is that on, your, jumped, is that on your list? It's
1: really weird, because I lived in Dividebury, yeah. That's the place to do the skydive, right? Yeah. So I didn't do that because the time, the, every time I tried to book it, it was like, either it's too hot or, believe it or not, it rained. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, that, but we did, um, I did Machu Picchu oh yeah with Asha, me and Asha did um south america together. oh wow that was amazing that was like, as a couple you <laughs> what is it living in that a is, tent. is that not one of the seven wonders of the world i think it comes out of the ancient world i don't know i think it but, might be um yeah as a couple you start to like because you're in a tent the luxury has gone away so yeah so it's, it's an interesting. you get to know each other very. yeah you do. you do yeah a little bit too much <laughs> but, yeah
0: so have you have you got because now obviously uh traveling may slow down in the same respect right because of your newborn
1: yeah yeah
0: tell us a little bit more about about your newborn
1: yeah so Mayan was born what three and a half months ago um yeah changed our lives right um that whole that actually this whole covid period changed our life we bought a house
0: which would you have done? like obviously that was in the plan that but, was
1: always in the plan so but, even with the traveling we've been looking at houses okay um so that's that's that but i think we bought the house we've done it up asher fell pregnant so there's a lot going on at the same time at one time yeah i got a new job and which will go born. on too soon yeah we'll go on. and then mine's born so um yeah he's amazing like you know if you said you had a job and being a dad was a job. That's the best job, job in my care. life. Like honestly, um, for all the crying and stuff, it's like it's worth it. Yeah, if yeah, it's worth it.
0: That sounds amazing. And and how have you obviously with, with that bucket list? Are you wanting to? I'm assuming that get, get 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 as he gets older, him becoming a part of what's in that bucket list.
1: Yeah. So so um, we have this say like Ash and I have always said that um, a couple of things like obviously um we don't want travel to stop it's a massive part of our life right and it's not necessarily travel it's more about culture and being able to explore different things and learn about different things. that's more what we like we don't stay at lavish hotels and we don't stay at big branded hotels we try and stay at local boutiques really feel for where we stay um so you can imagine it's amazing experiences and really nice places we stay at but they're not your Hilton's and your Conrad's and all that kind yeah, of yeah. stuff um, so we want mine to experience that that's what we want to bring him up that sort of environment is it's not about glitz and glamour it's about what the experiences and feelings
0: because I guess although the glitz and glamour of it and all is is nice but it kind of it, it, it shadows over your like the, the, what you're trying to find in the culture and like you yeah. know it puts a big shadow on that because you it's not the real thing
1: it's not it's not and um i can only say that because i've experienced it right so we stay at you we we book four stars five stars all that kind of stuff but we book for local and the type of food you get the service yeah. you get you see things that nobody else would ever see um, so we costa rica when we went to costa rica we stayed with this family they own three bungalows they have a really nice swimming pool. The facilities are great. But this guy, he was also our tour guide as well. So not only did we stay on their land, which is a farm and everything. It's great to have a swimming pool. He also takes us to places. And I remember we went to this place that had about 67 waterfalls. Wow. And it was only me and Asha and our guide there. And that's it. Wow. We were swimming around and stuff for hours and nobody else. And there's no
0: there. way that you'd get that staying at Hilton. Exactly. Or, yeah. So yeah, that that's amazing. Um, how have you adapted to becoming a father? Um, have you found it? Are there times that have been really, really tough for you? I, th-
1: I think so. Like, um, it's weird. Like, when your child's crying, I think recently we've been. To, he's, recently, I think he's going through a growth cycle or something, as they say. But he cry, he's not crying, but he doesn't sleep for long. And then, when you do get him to sleep, he just does a whinge for about. 20 minutes but it's quite it's weird. when it's your own child it's quite you find it quite hard because you're like what's wrong with you yeah like, I've beat I've fed you we've changed your nappy your burp but you're still crying like what is it and it can get frustrating but honestly like literally they'll start crying and then two minutes later they'll lose a smile on their face and then you're like you forget about all of it it all goes away um, lucky for both me and Ashley, we both have ne- like lots of nieces and nephews, so for us it's not been that big in terms of um, adapting to children. But I think the only difference is is that you can't give them away after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, death, yeah. It's, it's
0: five o'clock now. Yeah.
1: But yeah, um, to be honest, I think the the fact that we got to move into our house before he was born,
0: had made it easier. What
1: made it easier. I, I mean. I spoke to you about it. That I think during the um, during the lockdown, we obviously moved in with my sister while our house was getting done up. Yeah, and um, you can't go out anywhere. You're not in your own space. Um, the box is closed. Um, it's quite mentally draining, mm. and then you start a new job, and. It, it does. It it's does. trying to be
0: everywhere, isn't it? But
1: and you're trying, yeah, you're trying to be Superman for so many different things, and you can't. Yeah. And after like the first six months as I a I just don't care. Like I'll go with the flow. Um, I
0: think it's quite important to acknowledge that as well. Like trying to not necessarily it's not about pleasing everyone, but trying to be everywhere or you know actively doing four or five different things. And like the person maybe that suffers the most is the, is you as the individual, right? Yeah,
1: yeah definitely. But then you know, once we got the house done, we moved in. Um, I, I, I loved living with my sister and stuff, but I think having your own space, once you've had your own space, then you have to give up your own space. I yeah. think it's quite hard. Yeah. So then moving back into the house, once it was all done.
0: Must be so satisfying.
1: It is, it is. And um, yeah, yeah, it was really good, getting it done.
0: Um, so there was a, uh, I said I wanted to go back and talk to, to your job, uh your current job um it's a big name uh definitely i mean not necessarily our, our age group but definitely a few years younger um tiktok
1: yeah
0: um what's it like uh in that environment
1: it's it's crazy is it but in a good way so i feel old working for tiktok i
0: could imagine well I, I suppose tiktok's very very popular for what 18 17 16 or even younger
1: yeah yeah, I think the early 20s yeah it is but it's growing right yeah like you've got what? a lot a bigger age range on it and diversification and covid
0: probably blew it up more it than did. it would maybe did. have gone
1: um to be honest um it's, it's it's this is weird i didn't even know what tiktok was
0: <laughs> but <you're,
1: laughs> when i first applied for, no, not when i first applied so i saw this advert come up and it was for this company called bike dance and I'm like, Bike oh, dance. Bike dance. Right. So I thought, all right, sounds interesting. Um, I applied for it. I applied for a few other companies as well. I applied for a contract. And is this all consultant? To- is this consultant? Yeah. Then? And I applied for a, a contractor role as well. So another contract to work on. And um, I got all three roles. <laughs> but bike dance basically owns TikTok. Right. So when I applied, I didn't know it was free. I, I did somewhat know TikTok was associated with them. Well, yeah,
0: I mean, that's probably a smart move from them because if they had it as advertisers, a role for TikTok, they would be inundated with I think applications. Also,
1: well, actually, no, because I think they'll probably have got more applications. People don't know Bike Dance, they're quite reserved.
0: Well, I guess that and that works in their favor because then they get yeah. those who are serious about their career Yeah. and not, because a lot, of, you could imagine for those companies, a lot of people would just go and work there for the brand to say that, oh, I work for tic- Facebook, TikTok, whoever. Yeah.
1: But honestly, um, it's different. It's just very different from the way we work, the people you interact with, the buzz that's there. And it, and it's very fast moving. Like I've worked for companies when they say we're fast, but you, you I don't think you've experienced fast until you work for a company like Dance like particular. a big social media yeah. company.
0: Yeah, is there much competition? Like, do they, I uh, don't you know, discuss it about other brands and other social media platforms? I, I
1: think like with all of them, there's there's um, competition in the market. Uh, you know, you have to remember that if if TikTok releases something or this company releases something then soon to be behind them will be someone else or they'll do an evolution of that yeah so i think as a company they always have to be on their a game and i think all of them have to be on their a game um so you know it's a um it's a very competitive and challenging kind of world
0: my understanding—I don't—I haven't got TikTok. Um, my understanding—we have got it at the gym. Subs uses it, um, but mm-hmm. I, I don't. I think my understanding of it is that uh, it is funny videos that are just yeah. uploaded.
1: I think the yeah, you can say funny, but it's not actually. No, yeah, so, or, or some educational. Of, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of content on there. Yeah. Um, but I suppose the best thing to you know as a brand I think it's like an entertainment platform that's
0: the right yeah right word yeah
1: so it's it's not particularly social media nor is it a television channel
0: it's almost like the modern day you've been framed
1: it's just yeah but not always about about comedy comedy. yeah 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 but um
0: that's now that's how some people have actually made their their living
1: like you're millionaires overnight right just by doing that but I think the the thing that for me, like, um, honestly, working for them, I remember telling my nieces and nephews, I'm working for TikTok, and Asha will tell you all the time that um, I'm like a celebrity in their eyes, and I'm, I love it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, my uncle works for TikTok and their friends come over, yeah, this is him, this is him, <laughs> this is the one that works so for Are you
0: sign an No, I'm
1: not signing autographs, but they take all my freebies that I get. <laughs> But I think it's really nice to put a smile on people's face. And I think that's what I like, because whether you like it or not, it does make people smile Yeah, as, yeah, a, com- yeah, yeah. as, a, as a product or a feature. As a platform, or a, yeah. Or a platform. So I think that's quite nice um, to work for a company like that.
0: How, um, how do you make viral posts? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
0: a very straight, blunt question, it's- but I'm sure there'll be people watching it that have scrolled through i mean you may not have the answer yeah. um but what is it about these particular posts that just make them go viral like you're talking from like zero to like a million a million views a hundred thousand views it's
1: really weird but you just have to do that one thing that on that day just happened to be yeah. quite funny quite different
0: And someone picks it up and, and someone
1: picks it up is it and the use of
0: hashtags?
1: It's hashtags. There's lots of different, the algorithm works out in different ways, but you know.
0: Timing's important, isn't it? Of course, yeah. Yeah, when people release certain things. Um, but some of the, you know, some people over lockdown got really, let's say, not, famous, is not the right word, but they got a big presence through um, instructing, through cooking, um, yeah. through fitness, some are exactly. jokes. Yep. Um, so it literally can give anyone an opportunity.
1: Absolutely, and that's that's really, that's such such a cool thing, right? You have a platform, and it's up to you to use your talent to somewhat exploit it and take make use of it to your advantage. Um, as long as you're doing good by the community, I think that's that's really important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I think it's a really good. Um, thing some people love it some people hate it um as a company i love working for them um i'm not a big tiktok user myself but you but don't I have do to definitely yeah. sorry i'm not a creator but i definitely am addicted at times when i'm before you know it, i just went on to look at one thing and i'm there for 45 minutes of just scrolling through so much stuff
0: but that's become such a norm isn't it for a lot of that's, people yeah. like you just sit there and just swipe and some people don't even realize that they're doing it yeah and you'd be on there for hours.
1: Yeah, you can be.
0: Yeah. Well, I suppose it's got everything on there, right? Got everything on there. Yeah, you yeah. want your sense of humour, you find yeah. a bit of laugh, something. To... You,
1: you've got all your favourite, like if you, you know, you go, you type CrossFit into the search, yeah. you'll find so many CrossFit videos on there. Um, and if that's what you like, that's what you'll see. Yeah, 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 so.
0: yeah. Um, okay, and then um, going back to uh, what, you know, travel and, and bucket list, what's, what's on there now that's something that you want to start doing? Like what's in the pipeline?
1: I think um, we've always wanted. Mo- so uh, we've always wanted to travel to China, Japan. We've not been able to do any of that. That was a plan of holiday. That was planned for the lock- before lockdown. Oh right, okay. So that's definitely on the bucket list. Um, that
0: might take a while now, right? That could take five, ten years to do.
1: Yeah, it could do. So yeah. that's always there. But we'll still do all of as much of Europe as we can. Um, obviously we've been to places that we can take mine to that we know are somewhat child-friendly but i'm of the opinion that we'll just strap him on get one of those trap baby strap on things and we're gonna go i'm
0: sure he would appreciate when he's older and he like you know begins to understand he would he would or even when he gets to 18 he would he would appreciate it so much that he was given those opportunities as a kid to see those places
1: it's just like i just can't I don't know like everyone says to you your life will change when you have a kid and stuff. It's only changes if you let it change right or you choose where you want it to go. Well
0: I suppose you said quite an interesting thing before that with regards to like you guys had a decision to make do you go for the norm and get your place get married and just settle and then set life up or do you continue doing what you were doing before and that's exactly what you've done that, that's that's yeah. that's what you've done.
1: And. and To be honest, like out of our friends, we're probably the last ones to have kids. And we're okay with that. So be it, we've done a lot of things that we wanted to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's always expectations that you've got to do it by certain age, you've got to do this, like, it shouldn't matter. There shouldn't be, I don't know where it's come from, who created it, Um, but the the same, you know, it translates to anything. In fitness, you're supposed to be a certain size, certain shape, women, men. Relationship is supposed to be married by a certain time, house, kids, none of that I think matters unless, um, all that matters really is that you're still doing you're as happy as you were before
1: exactly yeah
0: yeah um what um so so uh the the bucket list is going to be growing and it uh, is
1: and i think like we we got the there's an app called bean okay um, you can put in all of the countries or cities you've been to um so we do this as a couple if i put my own countries in arab seen a lot more than asha with it, but <laughs> as a couple we put it in and we've seen according to the bean app we've seen 24 percent of the world oh wow so there's still a lot more to see there's some countries i wouldn't go to yeah um but some like we, it's just time and with all the situation that's going on that's that's the only yeah, thing perfect. that's holding yeah. us back
0: what what are your uh What does the next six months look like for you goals wise in terms of whether it be personal or fitness or what do you want for the next six months?
1: um, obviously personal, for us it's around mine at the moment, so it will be, you know, kick him off to the best start we can give him, um, travel as much as we can with him, be it short haul or not, um, from a work perspective is just carry on doing what I'm doing, um, like enjoying it, and when I stop enjoying it, I look for something else. Yeah. Um, And from a fitness perspective, um, for me, it's now kind of stepping up my game a little bit more on my weightlifting. Okay. Um, I think I want to kind of, I feel really confident to push myself in terms of stacking on that extra 10 kg, Um, so what if it falls off, at least you gave it a go. Um, so I think the the focus probably for the next six months for me is focusing on that like I can I'm um, okay with the bars I'm okay with certain things but I think that's where I want to kind of put my focus on and which, I think when I talk to you about that is that's the thing that I, I hated yeah I was just
0: about to say I hated that hated it. Wait, I was gonna say which is amazing because yeah years and years ago when you first started out yeah. in fitness and doing your thing that was something that you disliked wouldn't do we, you remember comfortable.
1: when I first started right? we empty bars and like I used to look around I, I remember I used to look around thinking oh, God like they're just gonna laugh at me I've got an empty bar look at them they've got their um, bars stacked up with weights, weights. and stuff but actually I know why it was empty now because when I, if I did that at the gym, right? I bet you that I'd probably do it for two weeks and I'll be out for three weeks cause I've done my back in or my knees have given way and stuff, but I'm not lifting correctly. Yeah. And at the gym, there's nobody there to really correct you, right? You're, you're trying to learn it yourself. Whereas here I find like I'm able to get the correct postures. I'm being corrected and I'm still being corrected, right? Even to this, yeah, it's I am still 100% correct. Yeah. But it's nice that I have that and somebody's looking out for you to do it in the right way. And they tell you to take the weight off. If you're not in the right thing and you're not ready, take it off. Um, so I think that is...
0: And, it, and it's good in that sense, because by doing that, it makes you like aware of yeah. your own ability. You get to experiment, but in a safe environment. I think where you were saying before, where you look at when it was you with an empty bar and you thought, you know, but everyone's going through that same emotion because everyone starts at that point, yeah, do not they? They
1: do yeah and i think i mean that's the thing as also somewhat reliving the childhood that i missed because yeah, i yeah. couldn't climb a rope i can't yeah, climb yeah. a rope now and yeah. i don't care if i couldn't climb it when i was younger i can climb it now so yeah, yeah, yeah. i think a lot of people probably can't climb it anymore yeah. and they used to be able to when they were a kid 100% that's so a testament to there you. is stuff that i'm doing that i'm like so like personally super proud of like doing head i'm not doing a full handstand i'm doing a headstand i can balance myself
0: which is amazing and such a key thing that you said there was that you weren't able to as a youngster but you can do as an adult but what happens is people tend to do things as a youngster but then can't do an adult so you're although you're reliving that 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 process and we forget we stop learning sometimes as adults we're like oh you know you've done it like you'd be surprised um people will laugh at me saying this but skipping as a child, becomes so e- it's just so easy. Yeah. You co- you've got the coordination, but you don't do it for a little while. And get into adulthood, and if it's not something yeah. you you practice or as part of what you're training, you forget how to do it, and you can't yeah. coordinate.
1: Yeah, hundred percent agree with that. But yeah, no, it, it's- yeah, it, it, it's. It, I think that I think that's really, really um, something that I think. Um, keeps me. Coming back is because I'm learning and I'm doing things that I. Is it somewhat trying to prove to myself that it didn't matter that you can't do it, you couldn't do it then, you can yeah, do it now. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. It might be psychologically, I'm a bit scarred or a bit tapped. <laughs> but, Maybe. But um, but I find it quite addictive. If I'm honest, I feel like I um, if I if I miss coming for like two or three days, I feel like I've missed something out. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, well, And I come back
1: and I'm like, Lorenzo, you are tort- <laughs> torturous today. It's been torturous.
0: But it's I good. It, 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 it's that learning kind of open mindset to be like, oh, I want to improve. I want to get better. I want to try so, these things.
1: You know, the interesting thing is that if you look at my patterns have been, I might have signed up to a gym for a year and stuff, but I got bored. Then I started the HIIT training. I got bored. And I've been here for almost three years and I'm not bored. Which is which good. Is, which is... And, my i think i have told you before my attention span is so so low so i would get very bored very easily. well it's good to hear that say so, like i keep like that whole concept of um being able to just come back and not get bored is quite cool as well
0: yeah no that is good um it is um alps we, we have run out of time no for today um <laughs> sorry um guys and girls thank you and we'll join you again next week